This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. I actually thought it was an April Fool's Day joke. I did a double take when I saw the headline that said, President Donald Trump has been asking aides about buying Greenland. Yes, that is actually the case being reported in numerous U.S. publications like the Wall Street Journal last night. And now there's all this discussion about, well, how much money would it cost to buy Greenland? I saw that story in the Washington Post this morning, and I thought, come on, Greenland can't be very happy about this. And they are not, actually. Government saying, yes, it's happy that the U.S. president has taken an interest, but it is not for sale at this point. Greenland is a semi-autonomous Danish territory. Had to put that statement out there today just to clarify that they're not on the market. So what really is going on here. A Trump ally told the Associated Press yesterday that the president has been discussing this purchase but wasn't really serious about it. However, a Republican congressional aide says the notion has been brought up enough times by the president to make lawmakers who've heard it wonder how serious he actually is. So we wanted to talk more about this. Our next guest is the author of a book called The Greenland Dilemma. And he says that this idea is an absolutely radical break with settled foundations that we've had since World War II. We wanted to talk more about this with him. His name is Martin Bram. Uh, Not only has he written The Greenland Dilemma, he's got Cold Rush as well. He's speaking to us from the Faroe Islands today. Martin, thank you for being here. That's a pleasure, Shimmy. Thanks for inviting me. Tell us a bit about Greenland, first of all, because I think today people are learning more about this country. Yes, the whole world is learning about Greenland today. Well, it's the world's biggest island. Uh, Much of it is covered by ice, but there is uh, about 60,000 people living there, and it's part of the Danish kingdom. Uh, So this move by the President of the United States, uh, to the extent that we know of it, is somewhat of a surprise, I can tell you. So what is it? uh, Has it always been under Danish rule? I understand it was a bit of an American protectorate during the Second World War. Well, that's an exaggeration. No, it's always been part of the Danish kingdom for the last 300 years. Uh, The American troops were certainly uh, using Greenland as a staging post uh, for flights, you know, aircrafts that had to move from America to Britain. They couldn't fly that long. Uh, at that stage. Uh, So they built airports in Greenland and then they hopped from America to Greenland to Iceland and then to the UK to fight uh, the German army. Uh, So that was really how um, the American interest in uh, in Greenland grew during the Second World War. And then afterwards, they built Tula Air Base up in the very, very north of Greenland, extremely far up in in the north, not very far from the North Pole. Um, and that was a really, really important military base during the Cold War, uh, when the Soviet Union was sort of the big enemy. Um, so today, there's still an important air base up at Tula, an American base in Greenland. But now it's like sort of part of the missile defense of the U.S. So if, say, Russia, China, North Korea uh, should launch a missile, let's hope it's never going to happen, but should it happen... Uh, the idea is that the Americans from a very big radar up at the very north of Greenland would be able to detect such a missile before uh, it hits America and, and shoot it down. Right. So Greenland is sort of a buffer between uh, North America 
and uh, those uh, countries that America often describes as their potential um, foes. So is that, do you think, why the president then has kind of been musing out loud about this? Is it the strategic value of Greenland and what it offers to the United States? Yeah, I believe that. Of course, I don't know uh, exactly what happens in the White House, uh, but my assumption is that security plays a very big role here. Uh, the Americans, they have the Pentagon, the Coast Guard, uh, the White House uh, uh, has issued statements and documents lately where it, it, it's very clear that America is, is waking up very rapidly to the rapid changes in the Arctic. You know that as Canadians, but the U.S. has been somewhat uh, behind in analysis and action when it comes to the Arctic. And now they feel that they have to sort of catch up with Russia and China and others whom they think are moving rapidly in the Arctic. Right. Now, how do you think this is going to go over, though, in Greenland? Well, we know already. Uh, I think the, gover- the government that nuked the capital of Greenland has responded very, uh, let's say, pertinently. They're saying, well, uh, we're certainly open for business, but we're not for sale. You see, the, the relationship with America, uh, the Greenlandic relationship with the U.S. is actually quite positive and warm on a daily basis. Um, Greenland opened a, re- a diplomatic representation in Washington a couple of years back to increase American interest in, in Greenland, uh, business, politics, and so forth. Uh, and the U.S. has just recently announced that they will reopen a diplomatic office in Nuke for the first time in 65 years, I think it is. Uh, so relations are actually quite good, but they're certainly not interested in becoming part of the U.S. Um, they're very close to Denmark. They want their independence and so forth, um, like Nunavut, and, and it's sort of the same idea. Uh, they, they're very sort of keen on their own autonomy and future independence, but they want to continue to work closely with Denmark. That's my clear impression from all the talks I've had with politicians in mm-hmm. Nuuk uh, over the years. What does it say, though, to a small country like this when one of the world's biggest superpowers is essentially saying, eh, we've got our eye on you? Well, I think, in a sense, one should not exaggerate. Uh, this is a positive statement, you could say, that there's an interest in Greenland, there's an attention from the U.S. to affairs in Greenland. I think that will be welcomed. That's the side the signals that is coming from Nuke today. But when it comes to actual power play or attempts to increase American influence in Greenland, then I think uh, it's becoming controversial, uh, and certainly also in Copenhagen, which still has sort of the overall sovereignty over Greenland, defense issues, uh, the royal house and so forth, is still, um, you know, the, the, the name of the game in Greenland. Um, they, uh, the government in Copenhagen, will be very, very um, cautious and, and attentive to this American move, not the least because uh, President Trump is expected in Copenhagen on the 1st of September uh, on an official visit. I'm sure it's going to be sort of an issue uh, hmm. from now on until then to find out what exactly is going on here. Is that, you think, then the reason for this? Like, it just doesn't come out of nowhere if he's going to be visiting, uh, you know, and talking to the head of Denmark, all of, maybe this could come up. 
It, no, I'm sure it will. Um, not this exact uh, thing about buying Greenland that the media are very concerned about today. No, the, the, the whole notion that the U.S. is increasingly becoming an active player in the Arctic, uh, Greenland will be up uh, as, a, as a key item on that agenda. And the Danish government, I'm sure, is following this with intense scrutiny. Uh, as well uh, as the Greenlandic politicians. They will be on top of this from now on until Trump is here and also beyond that. Right. You mentioned how a bigger player in the Arctic then. That also impacts Canada as well, right? Because you're talking about major players now being much more interested in what's going on the farther north you get. Yes, I'm sure your government is following this very closely too. Uh, I mean, there's only 30 kilometers between Greenland and Canada up in the very far north. Uh, so we're very close neighbors in the, in those quarters. Um, this is certainly something that affects the whole Arctic, including Canada. Yes, you're perfectly right there. Uh, now, when you talk about Greenland, how, how it's a very small in terms of population. Like, what is it? Forty thousand people? Fifty thousand people? Yeah, just about that. Fifty-seven uh, at last count, I think. And they're spread on this entire this gigantic island. It's it's a very, let's say, a peculiar country. Uh, it works very well. It's a welfare state, you know, with good hospitals and schools and so forth. Um, they're not very wealthy, uh, sort of on an international scale, but they're doing quite well uh, on their own and with uh, financial aid from Denmark. So it's a well-functioning, a small community in the sense that, as you say, there's only 57,000 people there. Uh, but in geographical terms, we're talking a superpower here. It's more than 2 million square kilometers, if that means anything to anybody. Uh, it's a massive piece of land uh, that's sitting there as a buffer between North America uh, and the Arctic Ocean. And on the other side of that, of course, Russia, China, North Korea, etc. And we should remember always when we talk about this, this is the first time in human history where a whole ocean is opening up for human traffic. An ocean that was previously closed uh, to humanity is now opening up. And it's this dynamic um, that we're looking into through this lens of politics and security now. Um, it's, a, it's a massive event. It doesn't happen overnight, but in the course of, in the course of actually quite a, only quite a few years, uh, this whole region is changing in nature. And that, of course, affects politics and security. Uh, and that is what we're seeing today. Right. So when Greenland was frozen over, there wasn't that much interest in it. But as you're saying now, with climate change, melting ice, opening up of waterways, all of a sudden it's a lot more interesting. Exactly. And they know that in Greenland and they appreciate the interest. As they say, um, we're open for business, but we're not for sale. Oh, we'll be keeping an eye on this one. Martin, thank you so much for that. That was a pleasure, Simi. Have a nice day. It was fascinating. That's Martin Bram. He's written a couple of books on this. One is called The Greenland Dilemma. The other is called Cold Rush. He was speaking to us from the Faroe Islands.